this remains just Austin's podcast and I'm so excited for doing this I'm so excited for having you guys as my listeners you know I may not see you I may not know you in the body but today without wasting much time i pray that the lord help me that i do not speak amen so i do not speak from my own knowledge you know so i just want to give us what god has laid in my spirit to tell us because um this topic i'm going to be talking about today i do not have first-hand experience not at all i do not have a first-hand experience but i have been one who have witness people go through it and the one who have stood by people who went through it so today i i did i hesitated about this topic actually but the Holy Spirit gave me go ahead so we're going to be hearing today about growing its effect on teenagers and the young people or the young people yeah so i'm going to be using bible instances and also using real life instances so please stay with me and i just pray that you get value yeah so well 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 brief so last week we had an introduction to the series emotional well-being yeah um one thing that teenagers face more is crisis in the emotions they are growing they are developing and definitely they're going to be exposed to lots of things that would shape their emotional well-being is going to shape what becomes of the emotion you know some people grow with hurt and use it against people when they've grown up some young people they grow with absence with negligence with um, with abandonment from parents or from loved ones some people grow with grief and it actually affects them it affects their their their, um, their frustration it affects every aspect of their life believe me you i have seen people who have been affected from grief just because they lost i don't want to say just because so that it doesn't look like it's nothing no because they lost someone so dear to them a loved one either a parent either a significant one that is a spouse either uh, an extended family member who has been so close to them it affects them it affects them a lot it affects them and you see that they usually have issues relating to people they usually have issues you know they're so young they can't even put it so when it comes to um academics they also suffer when it comes to relationships sometimes they suffer when it comes to um to socialization they also suffer uh okay so without wasting time i would like to give a brief sometimes and i'm like god how do i encourage these people how do i tell them that you are there for them and they shouldn't worry about anything because some of them feel like because this person has died their whole world has crossed down like their whole world is you know they feel there's nothing else to live for 
but then this, the Bible, the Bible gave uh, an instance that people will become fatherless, that people will lose their spouse or significant one. He, the Lord gave an instance that a lot of things would happen to people, some would become orphans. And he said, in all of that, he said, I am a father to the fatherless. He said, a husband, sorry, a judge for the widows. He said, if God in his holy habitation, a lot of scriptures that the Lord pointed clearly that he was for the widows, he was for the orphans, and he was for the he was for the fatherless, he was for the the ill-treated in society. There were instances where the Lord was, where the Lord stood for the poor. And Jesus Christ, even in Matthew 7, he said, if you do not treat the least of these people as you treat me, he said, he said, the same way you are, it was, put, it was, sorry, it was put forth in a way that those people who are poor in society, the less privileged, the way you take care of them is the same way you take care of Jesus. So if you neglect them, you have neglected them. That was the instance. That was the picture. That was what he gave in the scripture. So I may not say poverty, but that was another analogy because Jesus Christ was giving um, a, a, a clear explanation of the, of the judgment. They said some people will say, Lord, Lord, in your name, I cast that demon. Look, look at the book of Matthew 7, verse 20. He said, in your name, I cast that demon. In your name, I did this. And Jesus Christ said, depart from me, you look out of iniquity. He said, you had the poor with you, but you, you mistreated them. He said, it's the same way you mistreated them. So God is consigned. So God has, the way you feel, the way you feel hot, God also knows that you are hot. And God feels the same way. When Jesus Christ was to die, you remember Jesus Christ is the only begotten son of God. And God gave him as a sacrifice. God made him die for the sins of the whole world. There are over 7 billion people on earth. Not if not 8 billion. And Jesus died for that amount. And still, it's not everyone who believes. Most persons, if not everyone, still hurts Jesus, still hurts God. But then, his love is still there. Just imagine he endured the cross. He was nailed to the cross. His 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 bones were were his 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 facial his bones his his muscles were pierced with nails. He was flogged with 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 a with a whip that pierced and you know, just sliced off his skin. You know he 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 endured so much pain for us. So if he could go through that, that means he knows how you feel. He knows that you are not emotionally alright. He knows he knows the hurt. He knows the pain. He knows the grief. He feels it. Even as we feel it, he even feels it more. He knows he knows the, the injustice. He knows the way people mistreat you. And he feels it so much. That is why today we are doing this podcast. That is why he has given this mandate for emotional well-being. That he knows how you feel. He knows you are hurting. And that is why he wants to provide comfort. He wants to provide help for you. And God, God knowing that, or Jesus Christ knowing that, because he said in John chapter 14, he said, if these people did not treat me better, he said, how much more you, my servants, if I leave you on earth? So he said, I will not leave you comfortless. He said, I will send the Holy Spirit, you know, that I will send the Holy Spirit to comfort you. So as children of God, 
when we experience one loss or the other, especially when it comes to loved ones or a significant one, we should recognize that the Holy Spirit is here to comfort us. We should recognize that God has not left His promise. God, God is there. He, he, he is one to he, he will provide that comfort. And that is why in the book of Psalm 68, verse I read you that anchor scripture here. He says, A father to the fatherless. What does a father do? A father protects, a father provides, a father is the head of the home, a father ensures that the children lack nothing, that their wife does not lack safety. So God will be a father, he'll be a coverage, he'll be one that will take care of you, one that will cater for you, one that will provide support for you, and the Holy Spirit will be there to meet your emotional needs. I remember when I was sharing the story uh, from shifting from self to God, my story about why when I shifted from my emotions to trusting God, back then I I was emotionally I was a mess. I was a mess emotionally. That I unleashed my anger, my hatred on people, you know. I wasn't playing with people, I had issues with relationships, you know. People thought I was a snob, people thought I was, you know, proud because I didn't I hated people, I didn't want to talk to people. There were so many things that I locked up in me emotionally. But when I realized that the Holy Spirit is my comforter, he said he will teach me all things, he will guide me into he will guide me, you know, and I recognize that he's really a comforter, one that comforts me, one that provides emotional solace, one that I can find my refuge and shelter and comfort in and I will be safe and all of that when I recognized that I shifted from myself I did because he said cast all your cares upon me first Peter he said casting your cares upon the upon the Lord or casting your worries upon the Lord he said because he cares for you care is 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 like is is the nature of love remember the Bible said that God is love yes God is love First John 4. He said, uh, Love keeps no record of wrong. There's something about something someone shared with me. Yeah, I think that's it. Love keeps no record of wrong because I and someone was talking about it. So I used there was something I said and I quickly apologized. And the person just pointed that scripture to me. First Peter 4, verse 18. He said, Do not be afraid. He said, Love, love does not hurt, love forgives. So he said, Love keeps no record of wrong. So from then, that was when that if God truly loves you that he will comfort you he will care so much for you that all your burdens your emotional burdens your emotional pain your emotional baggages he will want to carry like it is his own that's why the book of Matthew 11 28 to 30 he says cast your care sorry oh my god he said so many things I just want to show my mind right now Spirit help me. So he said, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and lonely. He said, I will give you rest. He said, I will take up your yoke and your burden and give you mine, which is easy to bear. He said, This is my yoke. He said, A gentle and a humble spirit. Said, that is what I will give to you. So God is interested. God wants to know how you feel and God wants to help you out. God wants to carry your burdens. God wants to carry your pain. He wants to share in it. And second, you should realize that God has a purpose behind everything that happens. I may not be in the best position to say this because I've not experienced it, you know, and I pray that if you don't experience it, God's grace, you know, I may not be in that position, but I can tell you for the many persons that I have met, for the many persons that have given me the privilege to be a support to 
be an emotional support to them. I've been able to see that God has a purpose for their loss. God has a reason why they lost that person. And from from what I saw, they from their loss, they, they began to realize that God had a better plan for them and they needed to rely so much on God. They, they realized that whatever they will be, they realized that whatever will be the outcome of their life did not depend on whether a person was in their life or not. Whether a person was present in their life or not, they began to realize that God has a future for me. He said, the plan that I have for you, I thought I'm going to have, not to have, sorry, not of evil, to have an expected end. So, your future, your your beautiful ending, your purpose, God's plan for you, is not dependent on whether a person is present there or not. It's not dependent on whether a loved one is there or not. So, it still doesn't change God's character. It still doesn't change how much God loves you. It still doesn't change how much He cares for you. So, that is what they, they, they come to realize at the later end, that this particular person died for the reason. So I shouldn't dwell so much on grieving this person. I shouldn't dwell so much. God knows why he took that person. God knows why the person lived shortly. God knows why this person didn't live to eat the fruit of his or her labor. Some of them, I know there are lots of evil circumstances that can be around someone's death. There could be evil circumstances around that. And, and saints have met people who grieve, who have been grieving. You know, my decision has always been comfort them. I've never left that decision of coming to you, trying to make them see that this is an evil circumstance. So this is what you you ought to do. No, that that's not my jurisdiction at all. That is not where the Lord asks me to function. No, so I I, I don't have a total say on that. Why people? Because some people will say God made this person die. Like you say, sorry, why would God allow this person die? You know all of that because I was. If you know this movie, God's Not Dead. From part one, there was a lecturer, a philosophy lecturer. So he had a student. This guy said, because the philosophy, the philosophy lecturer told them not to mention God or Jesus in his class, and he doesn't like religious people and all of that. So the guy one time said, I, I can't do it. I have to talk about God. I have to talk about him because I love him so much and all of that. Why was this philosopher? Why was the philosopher giving such um, strict? regulation in his class or in his life in his class was because he lost the mother and this mother believed so much in God she was a Christian she went to church constantly she never missed church so the mother had cancer and she still died so he said where was God why would God allow the mother die so the boy was trying to point, point it to him and say it wasn't God's fault wasn't God's fault. Your mother has been one. See, so the boy was trying to tell the lecturer that the totality or the 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 the, the impact of a life is not necessarily how long a person lives. You know, he was trying to tell the lecturer by saying God is not concerned about if you live a hundred or two hundred, but all he's concerned is if you fulfill purpose. Just look at Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was 33 when he died. He prepared for a ministry for 30 years, and in three in the space of three years, he did his ministry. So he went early. Now people will say God is wicked. Why did not allow him live? Live long. So God will say, Okay, what why should he live long when he has fulfilled purpose already? Look at the person that in the house that he was in his late 50s when he died, or early 50s when he died. People will say this man served God with his all, he gave all God his all. Why would God take him early? 
God is not concerned about how long you live or how short you live. It's about how your life has replicated his plan on earth. That is what is most important. Because even after this life, there is still a life after. There's eternity. So why worry about now? Instead of you to worry about the outcome of your life after death on earth. Because the Bible said after death is judgment. So even when Bessinda Rosa was to die, thank you, Holy Spirit. Even when Bessinda Rosa was to die, he knew and he thanked God. They said he died happily. For if you look at most saints that died today, you see that they die happily. I heard of uh, Uba, uh, sorry, Shepherd Bushiri, the the, the um, daughter. I think she was nine or eleven. She died from um, from a disease. I've forgotten the disease. South African government did not allow them to travel out because that problem, that period, they were having an issue with the country. So there was a court entry. So the daughter was critically ill, but she couldn't fly. So at that point. Shepherd Bushri was still serving God. He still trusted God. He, he was still devoted. Even when where God took the daughter, he, he did not dwell on it. You know, it may not be easy because it's human. This is his blood. He gave birth to her. It will not be easy at all. But he recognized that whatever he had comes from God. And whatever he revealed comes from God. And if God chooses to take it, no problem. So that was that was that was how. God worked on these men of God on and their mindset and their spirituality, you know. So even if you look at the story of, of Job, Job lost everything, but he was still devoted. He was still very devoted. So if your love or your service to God is dependent on what you have, then there's a problem. That is why sometimes God will want to demand what you love so much to get you to get you and another reason why why people lose people is because god is trying to preserve them from the wickedness of this world even the bible said it messiah he said the righteous go and die early because god is saving them from the tribulation or the problems of this world so that someone who has known god today now will not go and live long and tomorrow compromise or go back to the world ah it can be very, very disastrous. Someone shared a story with me. She told me that the, the chat he had with this person. This person was a devoted Christian. Very devoted. He formed a Christian group chat that is discussed about God. But it's been two years now. The person left the group chat. He left every single person in the group chat. When my uh, this my friend interrogated him, do you know what he said? He told my friend that he should stop following Jesus Christ, that my friend is psychopath, that he's psychopathic, that it's only people that have sick horses that follow God. It's only people that are mad that follow God and religion. That religion is madness. They cannot follow God. And I was actually perturbed about the whole story, but I didn't really give much interest. It was later in the evening. I went back and I messaged this my friend. I asked him, I said, ah, what happened? So he gave me the full narration. I was like, wow. So the person stopped believing in God. The person became became adamant to the love of Christ. It became became very the person is now into technology and science saying that science is a real thing that science is fact if there's no fact it is not true this and this that so he started giving reasons and he told my friend he said you, you are you are an idiot if you keep following god that you are being fooled so my friend said if he said it would be better that i believe god now then i go to 
then after life now i realized that yes god truly lives then for me to live like there is no god or don't or no devil exists then i when it's time for judgment i will go to i realize that there is heaven and there is hell so he told him he said so he told me he said the reason why this man stopped believing in god and stopped following god is because his wife he got married very early he said he was also one from the world back to church he said when he was one he said you know they had this burning desire ah, let's win people for christ let's win people for christ so he got married early and the wife didn't keep it so from there you know so he was serving god because of benefits he was serving god because of what he wanted and for that he stopped believing god totally he left his mission he left his purpose he left it in the hands of people he felt he felt you know he felt unconsigned when i looked at the chat i was really sorry for that man i was sorry for him i said god so my my sorry my friend said that he kept praying for him that he's still praying for him and he even let drop some prayer points for him then this you needed to see the way this man was insulting my friend but because he was what who had the holy spirit one who the holy spirit has worked on you know to see how he answered him humbly and calmly so not many people will have such patience you know so that kind of character can even draw me back to god but i was surprised at the reason why he stopped believing in god so some people love god because of what they have so if you love the gift more than the giver it is possible that the giver will take the gift so that you can honor and love the giver you look at the book of Isaiah uh, 40 the children of Israel started carving images and started serving them and God was like how can you in your right senses carve a wood and start serving it he said don't you realize that I created you and I also created these woods so why don't you serve the one that brought these things and why why serve what I give you know so when when situations like this arise God would might be forced to take someone from you or God might be forced to take that dear one oh this will help me I don't want to I don't want to come off as judgmental I don't want to come off as someone who do not know how people feel when they lost someone but this is what the Holy Spirit is doing in my heart and I cannot withhold it I cannot withhold it actually this is what he's holding in my in my this is what he's doing in my heart you know so yeah and like I said before God is concerned about how you feel God see God knows you are haunted but he would give you the best God God always wants the best for you you may feel if God wants the best for me why would he take my mother why would he take my father why would he take my sister why would he take my brother why would he take my spouse why would he take someone I want to get married to if I think about all these things I just remember Don Fiorinka this man is a gospel artist when this man sings you will know that he will not just look for lyrics he 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 communed with the spirit. It was from the place of intimacy that he invented songs. You know this man's story. He said the wife died. When the wife died. He said it was the wife's death that drew him to purpose, that drew him to God. He drew, he grew up as a Christian, but then he loved the wife so much. I think God wasn't getting his attention like he wanted to. So everybody has their story, everybody has their journey. God, God knows why he takes that. That person from, from someone 
There's some people that God will not take from them a significant or a loved one, and God will still call them to purpose. So there are some people that God will take someone that they lost so much of them to just to draw them to themselves. God alone knows why. I cannot tell you why. I cannot tell you this is the reason why. But so you know, God knows that you are hurting, and God will always compensate for that. God will always compensate for that. You know, okay, before I go into that, sorry. So Joshua said he lost the wife, but from there he discovered God was actually calling him into a deeper music ministry. You know, so he, he even sang a song. He said, I'll be here lifting hands even when it isn't easy. So it was like it's not easy for me to serve God because I have lost someone so precious. I've lost, I've lost a loved one. But I'll be here. Even when it does not make sense. Even when it does not add up that God took someone I love and he still wants me to serve him. Even when it does not make sense that I've lost something. God is still calling me. God is still saying, serve me. It's like he's being, he's being coercive about it. When I mean coercive, that is co- sorry, coercive. That is, he's being forceful about it. I will still give him all. So I'll be here worshiping. I'll be here lifting hands. Even when it does not make sense. Even when it is not easy. So that was his story. And from there, he has been comfortable. He has been more than grateful. Answering that call of purpose. Answering that call of purpose. So God compensated his years of lust. By using him mightily. Oh, his kingdom he has drawn so many souls to god he has brought so many young people adults children to god by the songs he's made by the songs he ministered so god has a reason for that i may not tell you that this is an exact reason but it is important that you you, you discover god the why has this person gone has why has this person gone because you will not grieve this person forever you will not even when God sent Jesus Christ to earth to die, when Jesus Christ bore the sin of the whole world, the Bible said that God turned his face, God turned his back against him. So God could not even behold the suffering. God could not even behold what Jesus Christ was bearing. But still, he said, He's my son. So who, who would have who would love a son so much as he say go and die? Who would love a child? Who would love a son as he say go and die for people that do not even love you? Who would do that? But God had a purpose. God had a reason. And to me, that purpose is the reason why we have salvation. That purpose is the reason why we have access to God. It's the reason why we have the Holy Spirit. That is the reason why the church has power. That is the reason why the church is marching on. And the gates of hell will not prevail. So back to our scripture, Psalm 68 verse 5. A father to the fatherless, a judge for the widows, is God is holy habitation habitation means place habitation means where someone dwells it means where someone resides like i stay in epoma so where i stay now is is like is my nature so whatever be in my environment will become my lifestyle so god's environment and nature is is justice god's environment and nature is love look at he said father of the fatherless and prosecutor or judge of widows is God in his holy habitation. His habitation is even holy. Where he stays is even holy. So whatever God does is holy, is righteous, it is best for him. He knows why he did that. So he recognizes that God's decisions are holy. 
recognize that Iyatomi has a purpose in this thing because he said I have not called you unto uncleanness but I have called you unto righteousness unto holiness be ye holy for I am holy this is a call of God and his nature forms his judgment his 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 holiness forms his decisions it forms his his opinion it forms his decisions it forms the actions he he, he takes Holy Spirit help me Holy Spirit help me thank you Jesus okay so he said a father to the fatherless and a judge of widows or a persecutor of widows is God in his holy habitations. He knows that people will ride on you. He knows that people will hate you. He knows that people will say and mistreat you. And that's why he said, my nature, my life is to take care of you once you are mistreated. So if you have, if you are grieving or you have lost someone or you have lost someone, know that God cares so much about you and that is his nature, love, care. That is his nature, care and love. So, the story I want to share, I just pray not spend too much time here. Holy Spirit, help us. So, I will just share, okay, I shared with us who he has, okay, two other ministers that I know that, that lost their loved ones was Minister, sorry, is Minister JUC and Minister Joe Praise. They, 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 in some interviews that I watched, they say that they, they lost both parents, but that life was so difficult for them that people society wrote them off that people did not want to identify with them because they had no background because they had no origin they had no family but then god stood by them that today these people are standing pillars in the kingdom of god so god is interested i don't know how to say i don't know how best to put this i don't know how to overemphasize overemphasize this so that you will understand that god loves you so much that God cares about how you feel and is ready to provide all the support, all the love that you need. I don't know how to paint this and it will please you or it is going to suit you or sweet you. But I know that the Holy Spirit is the one bringing this truth to you today. And He will comfort you because that is who He is. That is His nature. He will comfort you. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will come upon as many who are yet to receive it. And that they will be comforted in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, grief leads to so many things. Grief leads to so many things. And that's why I want to be sharing the story today. So, back then when I was in secondary school, Holy Spirit help me. Back then when I was in secondary school, SS2 precisely, that was when I discovered that a few of my course, uh, classmates and some people who were close to my classmates were grieving. They were grieving for years. They were grieving for years because a parent or a, or a very dear one died. In my class, it was a guy. He lost the mother. So it affected him psychologically. It affected him educationally. It affected so many things. Financially, they were not even getting the support of their father because the father was also hot. So he he felt like because he's hot, he should do he should leash it on the children. But it was very wrong. That was when he was supposed to be there for the children because their mother was on the other day. But people grieve and sometimes they even forget that there are other people still around that they should care for. The other people that still love them. So the guy was a victim of father neglected them father abandoned them at some point sometimes he will come to school he will look tattered and kept his uniform before he could buy uniform sometimes it takes him years before he could afford uniform his bag his shoes his uh, books you know life was difficult for him he had three other siblings 
the other sister was there she she was you know she's very nature she could maintain herself and all of that but then people could see them and say these people there's something you know something is not right so because he grieved the mother it affected his his psychological well-being it affected how he related with people at some point he hated females because he later realized that there was a myth i don't know if it was true or a speculation around the mother's death so because of that because of the reason that he heard about the mother's death he thought females were not actually good or they were you know when they get married they get all you know all kind of things about the mothers that were just coming up so from there he hated women he hated females so he would rather bully a female than love a female so it affected his relationship with people so even when he's talking to people he he became abusive he became aggressive you know he became he just he just wanted to he just wanted his voice to be heard so it affected him because he had he lacked a motherly love he lacked some basic social amenities because the father was away from them the father left them in a Sometimes he will not give them money to eat. He will not give them money for school fees. So it was it was that bad. It was so bad. And the way the father would talk about the mother sometimes really disturbed him. So in his mind, I wish I'm going to get married because sometimes he would, he would talk about it. So it was for a few of us who were caring, most some females who were caring, that we would come and talk to and we would just you know just provide support for him. If you have money, you can just you know save one, give one, you know just do anything. Sometimes we we'll buy soup for him. Buy, you know, just give him what we have used before, some food use it, or just buy socks for him, or just support him. That's all we did. But it affected his psychology, it affected the way he thought about females, it affected his relationship with people. He was aggressive, he was abusive. But thank God, I got to talk, talking with him, you know, we just started talking, and thank God he was free around me, he was open around me, we just got talking. So he was, I was able to tell him, he was able to talk to me about it from there he became better actually he became better thank god so even when we wrote jam we wrote jam in the same center so that day we spoke a lot we spoke so much and now when i see him in school he's much much better he's so better he smiles now he accepts and accommodates people now he looks so fine when you look at him you will not even believe that this guy was like this before when you see him he's so calm he talks well He's very fine, well presented. You know how I, I was so glad, I was so happy when I saw him last time. I was like, wow, is this this guy that was, you know, having like, you know? So he realized that his life had to move on. He realized that God had a better plan for him. He realized that his future or God's plan for him or purpose was not dependent whether the mother was there or not. In as much as he had life, in as much as he had God, God was there to provide his emotional need. God was there to provide his physical, material need. Because the Bible said, He said the Holy Spirit to comfort us. So He said, casting your cares upon Him because He cares for you. Casting your bodies upon Him because He cares for you. So he realized that God was, was, um, God was uh, interested in how He feels. So He gave God that part. And also realized that God was interested in his finances and his well-being. That's why the Bible said that I will supply all your needs according to riches through Christ Jesus. And he said, riches, sorry, silver and gold and peace, they all belong to me. In the peace, all belong to me. So that is Hagar 2 verse 8. So God was interested in his financial needs, he was interested in his emotional needs, even health-wise. At some point, he had Lassa fever. He didn't, come, he didn't come to school for one month. So that period, we prayed for him. We, 
we could not visit but our teacher visited we we went to see the siblings we spoke and we just provided that support for him we prayed and god being merciful he was restored back to health everything was restored so he became better realizing that god cares for me so much and he will meet my needs in every specific area and the other story i'll be sharing shortly is a woman who lost a child she lost a child and she had other children but it was from a devotion i read it faithful devotional the christian devotion the christian women devotional so she lost a child and because of that she she kept herself she became reclose she became a love she became isolated so sometimes she would grieve all day for months she neglected her child she neglected a child that she had so one day she was in the room of she was in the room of her child that, that died so the other child who was still alive walked up to her and said mommy is it that you love your, your this child that died more than me he said what about me that is still alive and love for you so do you do you do you not think that i'm also hurting that i have a mother but i still feel she's absent i still feel she hates me so the mother realized that oh my god like even though i had lost someone god had Love some people even for me to cater for. God still loves people even for me for a purpose. So from that she overcame her grief. She thanked God instead for giving her to the people that she still has around, even though she lost one child. So she had realized purpose. She realized that God will not leave her. She realized that God's love or nature, God's way had not changed even because just because she lost a child. Job lost everything, but he was still devoted. And Bible said that the later end of Job was greater than the former. So God blessed him. God doubled him. He's lost. So you may be asked, probably you are grieving. You have lost someone. I want to tell you that God is interested in having you. God knows that you are hurting, and He will provide all the support. So do not give up on Him. Do not feel you are neglected or God hates you. He loves you so much. So guys, God is interested in how you feel. I may not give the perfect comfort, I may not give the perfect speech that would communicate how much God feels. But all I know is the power of the, the power of the Holy Spirit, He brings us to realize the full love and the nature of God. Because God's love is God's nature is love, God's character is love. It has not changed from ages past to present. He has been a loving God. It has not changed a bit. So I don't know how to best emphasize on this, but this is this is a little I can say. This is a little I can say on this topic. May God deal with it. Probably another time comes and he says talk about this again. I'll talk about it. But um, a short story also of a friend who who lost faith in God because her father died. So my my classmates reached out to me and said, "There's this guy. Like, I want you to talk to him about God. He lost his father. He's dead." hasn't been interested in serving God, he's not interested in, you know, just, he doesn't want to associate himself with anything with God. So I was like, wow, because I have never in my life experienced such or someone, I heard such or someone that took their command, be like, help and talk to this person. That was the first time and I was in next at that time. So God willing, the Lord gave me several steps I could use to talk to this person. So in following his is we in following what he wanted this person to hear, following what he wanted this person to see, following his his uh, template for for the revelation of how much he loves this person. God being willing, God being merciful. After about three to six months of life, I called this person. I asked him. I said, "Okay, how 
eyes of it now. I hope you do not feel God still hates you or God still hates your family for taking you. Because that was the challenge that he had. That God hated him so much for God to take him. And the father was a significant part of his life. That when the father died, he thought life had ended. He thought he would never have wanted to anything. But then I made it to realize I sorry, not I then.
it was like a burning sensation that you like ah i wish i could like i wish i could keep myself and draw this blessing like you felt like god oh, where is my what have you been doing you know but in all of this you have skated through in all of this some of you saw the love of god some of you realized that god actually mattered above all some of you may not have realized or seen that but i pray that you see that i pray that your grief will not be the end of your life. It will not be your end in the name of Jesus. But it will be a beginning of a new beautiful life. It will be the beginning of a newness, a freshness. It will be a beginning of God's God's love. Like it will be a fresh beginning that you would you would so back in his love that you would feel so energy, you would feel so loved, you would feel so overwhelmed with the beauty and the nature of God. I pray that this will be your testimony. God bless you guys for tuning in today. I appreciate it so much. The Holy Spirit helping us. I pray that this blesses someone out there in the name of Jesus. So God bless you guys.